welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we do that. We watch Blizzard. It, it's in the name. I hope that's what you guys wanted because that's going to be the show. We're, we're going to talk about Blizzard. Uh, with me this week are two just absolutely special. Just, oh, I want to hug them. I actually do. I want to hug them. And I don't hug people very often or at all, really. So I won't. I'm not going to hug them. Uh, first up, if I was going to hug him, I'd, I'd hug him softly because I don't want to hurt him. He, he's small, like a tiny little white rabbit. Mitch, how you doing, buddy? I'll take you are to hug. me I'll take in my heart. Hug. Okay. In my heart, that's, you're a little bunny. okay, Papa Bear. I don't I'm know what's wrong though. with me today. Why am I talking <laughs> like this? What's happening? What have you been doing, man? Uh, what have I been doing? I have actually been playing a little bit of Hearthstone, um, which I think I mentioned last week, but it hasn't really stopped. Like, that's pretty much what yeah, I've been doing. Yeah, last week you sounded like you were, like, someone was forcing you to for something, but I, I guess not. No one was forcing me to. It was just that I was trying to resist my own temptation. Um, and I sort of have, but I sort of haven't. Um, I'm still stuck on Sourfang in the uh, the solo adventure because he can only be damaged by weapons. And up until now, I had really only worked on my priest. Um, not too surprisingly. So I've been trying it with a rogue deck that probably could be better. But also, if I'm really lucky with cards, I could pull it off. I got him down to one health at one point and... He's annoying because he has a ton of taunt cards and a ton of self-healing cards, and it's not easy. But that's mostly what I've been doing in terms of Vigi games. Okay. I I did not realize that that campaign was that involved. The idea that he can only be hurt with weapons. I can barely yeah. remember only a couple classes even have them. Like just Yeah, that's why I kind of ran into some trouble when I, I beat the first one, which the first one was way harder than I thought to be, you know, to even start out an expand or a solo adventure, and then I get to the second one, and it's like, oh yeah, his passive is he can only be damaged by weapons. I'm like, well, all right, I don't know what I'm gonna do there. I had like five weapons in my entire deck across all classes, so yeah, it's well, all right. Also with us this week, uh, she knows a lot about ghost poop. Uh, I feel that we need to mention that right up front. She's, I guess, this makes her a paranormal detective. Uh, Ann Stickney, what are you up to this weekend? Hunting ghosts? No. Um, PTR stuff, mostly. I actually like managed to clear out enough space that I had time to go on the PTR and do things. So that's what I've been doing for the past several days, is just checking out stuff on the PTR, testing things, mostly doing quests and going crazy over the lore stuff, because there's a <laughs> lot of lore stuff in the PTR. You got, Like, 7.3 is something really special, you guys, so I'm hoping yeah. that it launches yeah. as soon as I think it's going to launch, because it's going to be so good! So good! You have no idea! Um, yeah, if if seven point three doesn't launch, like I've actually stopped playing seven point two. Not seven two is is bad. I'm not arguing it's bad, but I want seven point three so bad that I I can't handle it. So I stopped playing WoW for a little while. I mean, I'm so still I, playing. You know. I'm still playing on live servers too, and just like knocking out achievements and the random stuff that I usually do at the end of an expansion is the kind of random stuff that I'm doing in between patches and it's like the patch will last a very good long time and then that last few weeks or so things will slow down to a crawl so it's like okay well I guess I'm going to knock out some achievements now or I'm going to go do that 
scenario thing that I haven't done. I haven't done the Wailing Caverns pet battle thing yet, or the Dead Mines pet I, battle thing yet. So maybe I'll try I that ha- this week. I haven't done the Dead Mine one. I did the Wailing Caverns one, but I didn't realize that after you do it once, the achievement is to do it like without healing or something. It's basically to do it again, but slightly more difficult, and that's what gets you the reward pet. And Oof. I haven't actually gone back and done that part yet. I did clear it out the first time though, but I haven't even looked at the Dead Mines because this is the stuff that I forget that Blizzard keeps adding because there's yeah. just a lot of side stuff. I only did the very first death of Chromie thing like over the weekend. I got to finish that too because I got most of the way through it and then I stopped in favor of working and then I hadn't gone back to it. So I need to finish Chromie. Um, the pet battle stuff, see that's the reason why I like these whole pet, like all the pet battle dungeons and things like that and just pet battles in general because when things slow down to a crawl I can always go back to that. It's not active content that I'm really going to seek out and try and complete while it's like brand new or anything but it's stuff that's there for me to do when I don't have anything else to do. It's like oh yeah maybe I'll go do that pet battle thing. Why not? Um, yeah. yeah. See, my wife did both of those. Apparently, they're not easy when you do them without the special stuff to get the achievements. But she did them because you know pets. Yeah. So yeah. I have a lot I of haven't... pets. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I went back and I finished up a couple of the uh, pet achievements. Uh, I don't know if that was last week or the week before, but I just I got kind of bored and I was like, eh, I need to collect some pets from Draenor that are pretty easy. Just go out and find them and get the achievement. And I am up to. 720, 720 unique pets. I, I'm in game right now. Yikes. Uh, okay. Not, I, Speaking I got of maybe, which, I, got I believe that this weekend is a pet battle bonus weekend. Yeah, uh, it, it's the weekly quest. I know that much. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, look at your calendar. Isn't that the weekend thing? Uh, hang on. He's I, looking. I believe that's the Yeah. It's yeah. pet battle bonus. Yeah. So if you're looking to do stuff with your pet battles or if you are suddenly reminded of the existence of your pets by our conversation about it, this would be a good weekend to lo- like level them up and stuff. Because That does not? remind me. The, um, the what is it, Zookeeper enchant for shoulders? Yeah. Hands down, hands down the best shoulder enchant. What does that one do? If, every so often when you kill stuff, it'll drop a um, pile of pet goods. And they oh, yeah. have... Uh, just random pet things in them, but it's a really easy way to kind of mindlessly get pet charms. Like each one can have, you know, five to ten or something like that. Um, See, maybe but... I should go for that because right now I've got like the jewel crafting one, I think. So I get random gems because I don't have mining. I've, so why not? I've utterly forgotten that that existed. That there were any shoulder enchantress expansion. Yeah. I haven't been using them. The the pet yeah. battle one is great though because you can get it on your alts too and then just you know the every, if every character has it every so often they're going to kill something and get a boa pet charm and it's a really easy way like I've gotten several hundred I think just from you know there playing are a the bunch game. of pet battle toys that I don't have yet so that should actually be put on my priority list of things thank you for reminding me of its existence no Mitch. problem you can get it in the pet shop in New Dalaran I was going to mention uh it's like a it's gold cost it, it doesn't oh, okay. cost pet stuff okay yeah. i was gonna mention this really fast for, for people who are still playing diablo like i guess me at this point just me um you can i've done enough greater rifts at this point where i've i've leveled the gem of ease to 25 multiple times so i have a level 20 barbarian that i just made the other day for for a lark who's wearing the complete waist set and using a an, a legendary set weapon the the boulder breaker and it's fun. I wish WoW would let you do this. 
I wish WoW would let me like break out all my like you know raid gear and just send it to my like level five alt and let him wear it because it's <laughs> it's fun. It's really fun to just go out and just utterly destroy things. I honestly think WoW should incorporate this system. I'm not even kidding. I think WoW should let you take the level restrictions off gear and account bind it because it's, it's a little like what heirlooms do. It's a lot okay. better. It's a it's, lot. It's, no, it's a lot better. better. But some heirlooms, like there are some you can heirlooms bust don't through scale. Things. Yeah, you can bust through things pretty quick in a full set of heirlooms. I, I took, I put the game to, to Torment 3 and my level 20 guy is just walking through it, one-shotting everything. Okay, yeah, that's not quite the same as well, but there, yeah. it, it doesn't scale like uh, linearly, but there are some levels where if you have heirlooms, you like one-shot everything, which you very well aware from the leveling stream. And then there are other yeah. levels where they're not as strong. But oh, the leveling stream, we didn't even use heirlooms, we and I was one-shotting stuff. Oh yeah, that's that's and right. You had that stupid keg smash thing, and it didn't yeah. really matter what we were facing. You just kegged, and it was all dead. Hey, look, so thirty-five zombies, boom! Now there's no zombies. Now there's none. Yay! Yeah. That's I mean that Someone was that, that guy dead. was. That guy was that 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 monk was so powerful that I switched to Death Knight just to ease back. I was like, I, I don't want to be pulling everything all the time and doing all the work, so I'm just gonna level a Death Knight instead. <laughs> I was like, what man, I don't know what they did to Monk Sins, but apparently it's no longer the case. But anyway, we should talk about some top stories. Yeah. Because otherwise we'll just talk about this all day. Um it's Gamescom this week. I, I think today was the first day? No, tomorrow is the first day. Tomorrow's day, okay. They did the preview thing yesterday, The though. preview thing was yesterday. They had Blizzard had a preview stream where they previewed some of the stuff that's going to be announced and covered in more detail during Gamescom, which is... I, I well, think we should, people we may should... be there playing stuff, but like, yeah, people are playing stuff, the streams yeah. and stuff are not live. So there's info floating around the internet that's like, hey, people are playing this at Gamescom and noticing these changes, but... Any any streaming for people who there's aren't no there. There's no panels. The panels and stuff yeah. start tomorrow. So. Well, yeah. we should talk about one thing up front because Mitch has been waiting for this the entirety of his existence, apparently. <sighs> um, they Yesterday, they released the uh, next hero for Heroes of the Storm. Mitch, you want to tell people who Kel-Tazad! it is? Kel'Thuzad! He's coming! And he's bringing Dreadlord Jaina with him. And that's not a joke. That's no. literally happening. That they've given there are other skins besides new Kel'Thuzad coming in. They have Dextramus themed skins for I think Zagara gets a Crypt Queen type look. Crypt Queen, Zagara, uh, Death Knight, Sonya, and there's like a an outline of something that looks like it could be Mr. Bigglesworth. It's a cat. Quirky. It's like a cat outline, and uh, I haven't heard anything from Gamescom about it, so I don't know what exactly it is. Uh, but I'm really hoping for a Mr. Bigglesworth skin, um, and. Uh, Kel'Thuzad himself gets like a bluish, uh, like if you look at Space Lord Leoric, it kind of reminds me of that. It's like a bluish skin. Um, it It's up on the website. Like his hero page is fully active and stuff now too. So yeah, yeah really I'm, excited about that. I'm going to tell you right, right now, the Death Knight Zarya interests me for one reason. People were looking at the uh, short and apparently in the short she's using the, what looks to be uh, Shadowmourne. And oh, I didn't notice that. I noticed she was using, uh, it looked like, like the starter the- Death Knight axe. Yeah. Uh, well, it it looked to me like she was using almost like the uh, the blue original tier three warrior set. No, no, I think that's actually her. Uh, it might be because you know she uses she has the tier two warrior set anyway. So I don't know. Yeah. But definitely one of the people noticed that she's using shadows Shadowmorn and uh, either Shadow's Edge or Shadowmorn, which Shadow's Edge is just the not legendary version, and uh, the starter axe that you can get the great axe of the Ebon Blade appeared to be what she's using. So. It's. I'm excited just for that. I don't even care 
Yeah, and there's like a whole call of call of Kel'Thuzad or call to Kel'Thuzad event that happens around his release. That's like you know going to be the usual thing where there's like a a daily a repeatable daily quest and probably one with you know more stuff besides that. But it's it's not just a hero release. There's actually like an event surrounding it, and he is one of the people that not just me but like a big portion of the heroes community has been looking forward to for a long time, and Blizzard rightfully made an event out of it so it's it's pretty exciting oh the one you're talking about was starlich kelthuzad by the way yeah i think think it's kind of interesting that like they have well they just had knights of the frozen throne come out for hearthstone and now they're doing this call of kelthuzad thing for heroes so it's like they're really about wow they're really embracing that whole wrath of the lich king aesthetic for like their other titles it's just i'm like huh that's interesting well, that they're doing that yeah. now, huh? I actually, yeah, I, I keep getting, don't get too excited. This doesn't necessarily mean anything. <laughs> don't throw anything. Don't come to any conclusions. It's going to be Lich King. No, it isn't. Calm down. Don't get too excited. Please, it's going to be the Lich King. Yeah, I, I, I keep having those thoughts as well. Yeah. I don't think that's what we're going to end up with with the next expansion. But I feel like that's the sort of thing that they're going to gravitate to eventually here because there have been hints in World of Warcraft that suggest that Things are yes. not what they seem in Northern, and maybe we'll have more to deal with up there that we don't know about just yet. However, I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I think it's weird too that Jaina Proudmore is in, in Hearthstone. She's like the Lich Queen in Heroes. <laughs> She's like the whole the the Death Lord, whatever Dreadlord. Dreadlord yeah, it's like oh okay. Well, at least she's making appearances somewhere. I guess only. <laughs> <laughs> Not hey, she's really. <laughs> on the, she's on the key art for for BlizzCon, so yeah. there's hope. Yeah. But in addition to that, we also got to see um, Taryn Gregory's video. Taryn uh, <laughs> Gregory these does a lot of cinematics for World of Warcraft. Got to direct a, a video for Overwatch, hyping the new Junkertown map. Um, and I I liked the video. I thought it was pretty funny, actually. It reminded um, me very old school Looney Tunes kind of feel yeah, to it. That's, it it reminded me of that, which also reminded me of the uh, level boosting video that they did a while back, which was very much Looney Tunes like. Oh yeah, the level boosting thing with the gnome. He was great. Yeah. that was great. Yeah, that whole yeah. video it, it, was great. It, if you like that one, you'll like the Junkertown video. If you haven't already, I liked seen it. it because they did a good job of the you know Junkrat um, Roadhog dynamic. Dynamic where Roadhog says very little, just looks at him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I liked the you know let's go over this again so you don't screw it up. For people wondering, that was not the Overwatch animated short. That's still coming out. That's yet to be seen. This is just a little extra thing. It's like a side feature that was put in specifically to help introduce the Junkertown map. And the Junkertown new map, that thing looks so cool. It's very, it's like Borderlands slash Mad Max slash Fallout a little bit. All in in Overwatch. It's an escort map. um, And you're escorting... I guess a pile of explosives and gold <laughs> into yeah. into Junkertown, but um, the map itself has like I I loved the room with like the fan blades that were going and they were turning from platform to platform. Oh right, yeah, that place that. just I looked haven't... like all kinds of terrible things waiting to happen. It was great. Yeah, I I'm excited to see what happens with that. Um, it reminded me of the moon. Like remember how they did the moon and they have a lot of like little lore nods just yeah. in the yeah. minutes. Yeah. It feels like they're doing that again with Junkertown where you get to you get to learn a little bit more about Junkrat and Roadhog there's, and the whole Junkers. There's also like 
Junker Town Queen or something, and I don't know. Yeah, if that's Queen of Junker Town. I don't know if yeah. that's just narrating it or if that just happens to be coincidence. But people are. There's a second one where she was. It was yeah. definitely her. Okay. Talking. Yeah, there are people speculating that maybe she'll be a hero at some point because she has her own like throne with weapons to the side of it. But it could just be you know one of those little lore nods as well. So it's kind of interesting. I know that like Junkertown, the place where Junkertown takes place is it was an old Omnium. It was the Australian Omnium that was out in the outback. And during the Omnic crisis, there was this whole uh, section of the war that was being fought in Australia where they were trying to get that back. And they finally took it back and destroyed the Omnics that were in there. And they kind of settled in and around the area. And then the Australian government, in an effort to kind of establish and foster peace between Omnics and humans in the wake of the Omnic crisis, they said, we'll give you that Omnium back again. And everybody that was out in that area that spent all that time fighting to get that territory back again turned around and said, you're going to what? Excuse me? And they kind of formed this whole coalition, rebellious coalition and whatnot. There are Junkertown is basically the people that were in that area. Some of them were irradiated some of them are just not quite all there because they've been affected by what happened there, the explosion that happened there. Um, and all they do is salvage. That's all they're doing is they're just digging up salvage and selling it and getting money and trying to eke out a living. Um, this sounds so much more depressing than the short. It is you know, totally depressing. <laughs> it is totally depressing and it's kind of sad um, when you look at it. Like Roadhog, the whole reason that Roadhog was, he was one of the people that was fighting out there. Junkrat, I don't know how much of Junkrat's backstory we actually have. I'm kind of hoping we get a little bit more of it. So yeah, this was not the Overwatch animated short. The Overwatch animated short is going to be something else. We don't know. It might be something related to Junkrat and, and Roadhog. Who knows? Um, or it could be something having to do like a continuation of the Doomfist thing. It could be something that has like a continuation of the Sombra cinematic because we had that Sombra's little Zarya. Yeah, yeah, we had that little scene at the end there where it was Volskaya was talking to Zarya and saying, "Yeah, I need you." And so it could be anything. <laughs> it could be absolutely anything. So I'm really excited to see what it is cuz last year we got um Last Bastion and that one oh was God. fantastic. Tears it was so good. Still. It was so good. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're going to put out this time around. Did you guys notice? I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, obviously, when Doomfist came out, Doomfist had an actual animated animated short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of similar to the one that Heroes got for uh, And Kelter like I Zod. said, when yeah. we came out with this Heroes stuff, the Heroes thing all of a sudden, they've got like an animated animated. It reminded me of very much of like old school MTV liquid television, Aeon Flux, that kind of thing. It had that looked kind of a, a lot vibe like the Castlevania it. series. If you've seen yeah, it. it had like that kind of vibe to it, right? Yeah, I don't know if we mentioned that when we were talking about Kel'Thuzad. He He got a his promo video was a cartoon, which is really cool. It was different. It's nothing to do with that, but it kind of reminded me of it. One of the things they've sort of seen playing at Gamescom is that apparently there's a new Jaina skin that's just Jaina after Theramore. Oh, she's got like the white, the white, the hair white streak, yeah, the white whatever. streaks in her hair. So that's also another thing that seems to have happened. Uh, but yeah, the, the the animated video for Kalthuzad's debut looked very Castlevania. It was interesting to see that. It, it helped that actually, there was a castle. Yes, well, there's just anytime you see a bunch of zombies with pumpkin heads running out of tank. I mean, I don't know what to do with that information, but it was pretty well done, I thought. 
Yeah. I like how it's happened often enough that you say you can actually say anytime you see this thing happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's happened a few times now. I mean, come on. See that on the way to work. I've seen that heroes of the storm, really. Yeah. Uh, Well, we talked about the uh, Overwatch short already, so I am going to mention for people who play StarCraft um, II, you know, we we already know StarCraft uh, Remastered launched, and they they got a patch recently this week, uh, fixing some bugs. But that wasn't major deal. Just you know, if you've got bugs in your StarCraft Remastered, they are patching them. Um, But they also released the newest co-op for uh, StarCraft II, and it's Dahak, the primals. Yeah, it was a Gamecom announcement. I don't think he's actually out yet. Yeah, right? no, they just announced it this week. Um, they yeah. showed up for it. Um, I, I got to be honest with you. I This is not something I saw coming, but then again, I haven't been keeping up on the co-op since Salarak came out. Like, I, just, I mean, it, I didn't see it coming, but I'm not surprised because he is in Heroes. But his kit, like, it sounds a little different. Like, he has something that can one-shot people, I think, or, like, consume them. It If you've played League of Legends, it reminded me, actually, of Cho'Goth's kind of thing but uh yeah he'll be the next co-op commander and that sort of seems to be the route that they're going with starcraft is just emphasizing the co-op yeah from what i can tell watching the video what dahaka has is the ability to constantly grow like as he's you know engaged in combat so he gets stronger the longer he's in a fight which makes him pretty dangerous because you know that that's what you know a pro a protracted when you said constantly grow i thought you meant actually get bigger and i'm like well, he does get bigger. He that, actually, and does he get big enough that he just like dwarfs the map, or is there a limit? It I'm sure that they have it, so he doesn't, you know, just take over the entire map. But he does seem to get significantly bigger. Like he goes Which from is, a normal again, size to like two or three, four times. That's what Cho'Goth yeah. does in League of Legends. He eats things and then gets bigger. At least last yeah, time I played. Nom, nom. Similar, so. He actually he says nom 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 nom. It's quite funny. This one is Dahaka's kid is more like talking about being Zerg and how they consume and devour and all that stuff. But you know, it's yeah. it, it is interesting to see you know them bring out another co-op. I guess those are going pretty well for them because they've been do- they keep doing them. They're they're uh-huh. really fun. Um, I logged into StarCraft two a week or two ago just to see it because it's been such a long time. Uh, it looks a lot different, and there's a lot of like little microtransactiony things that you know you can get or you can skip. It's up to you, but it's they have a lot of things that I kind of didn't expect because it seems to be one that goes a little more under the radar for whatever reason. But every time I've played co-op commander, it is ridiculously fun. But you know, well, I mean, it's interesting to think about. One of the things I was noticing the other day is that StarCraft Two launched in July of two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Yeah. So yeah, this is actually a seven-year-old game, right? And they're yeah, still doing stuff for it. Yeah, I'm not like doing stuff for original StarCraft now. So yeah, it's I don't know, man. You know, it, it's kind of weird to think about. The yeah. other, the other thing that they're doing with Hearthstone, obviously they don't. I don't think that they have like a ton of new stuff to talk about with Hearthstone because Knights of the Frozen Throne just came out. But if you're at Gamescom, and if you are, why are you listening to this show? Um, <laughs> if you're at Gamescom, the Hearthstone they're doing something interesting for people that are at Gamescom. They're doing a Lich King raid where they have the Lich King and he has like a ton of health and everybody kind of works together to knock down his health over the course of the convention, I guess. Um, There was, yeah. You can do that through the Hearthstone, like the little kiosks that they have where you can play Hearthstone there. But you can also, if you've got your phone or your tablet with you or whatever, you can log in that way and do the same thing. So you're just trying to knock down the Lich King, which I thought was pretty neat. But that was also kind of conjunction hand in hand with the idea that they're doing 
what do they call them? Fireside brawls? I fire, believe. oh, fire, yeah, because there's fireside gatherings already. There's a the fireside but... gatherings, and with the fireside gatherings, what you do is you go to someplace local, and you play against people who are also right there with you, so you're playing face-to-face instead of over the mindless expanse of the internet. Not mindless expanse, faceless expanse of the internet, excuse me. <laughs> um, you, none of you have brains. <laughs> No, a lot of them do, and they're very hard to beat. <laughs> but anyway, at these, at the, obviously, you've got you know your Hearthstone Tavern brawls that you have every week, where you get to do something special. They're doing this thing now where if you go to a fireside event, you you can have what's called a fireside brawl, and it's a brawl specifically for people that are attending that event. It's something specific that you could do while you're there, which I thought was a pretty cool idea. They. I kind of appreciate Hearthstone for that because, I mean, yes, you can just log online and play against whoever, but they also, they're really trying to kind of encourage the whole social aspect of the game, it, and I appreciate that. The Pokemon Go gym raids, to be honest. Kind of, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, the Lich cool. King thing in particular, that sounds very much like the whole Pokemon Go raid, which I have yet yeah. to experience. The, it, <laughs> I, I can't remember if this is the same thing as the Fireside Brawls or not, but like with the Lich King like raiding him... Uh, it seemed like there was there were different cards. There was you know one that was like use this if you have ten players, and it was like gives you know five hundred health to the Lich King, and then it was like use this if you have twenty players, um, and it would give him ten hundred or one thousand health or something. Like you give could, him or take away from him. No, it would give him like the more player you would play a card based on how many players you expected to raid against him, and that would buff his health. Like you know yeah. so. It, so you could, you know, essentially figure out how many players you had and how difficult that would make the fight. You can make the fight. You can basically scale the fight around the number yeah. of players that are yeah, going exactly. to be attending this thing, which I thought was pretty cool. I yeah. mean, it's just it's like this weird little innovative, cool new twist on the game. And yeah, when you said Pokemon Go raids, I'm like, yeah, it's like that. <laughs> it's almost exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> There's one other thing going on at Gamescom, which we should probably mention really fast. Uh, they are going to have Patch 7.3 playable. Yes. Uh, and specifically, they're going to have the new dungeon yep. playable. So Seed hopefully we'll get, to hear, we'll get to hear some stuff about Seed of the Triumvirate. We'll get to hear uh, you know, what the I fights think, are like and so forth. Because there's a lot of lore in it already. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But at I'd some like point, to you know, yeah. hear some actual you know, some stuff about it. There'll be some so, people out in the world and not necessarily on the PTR that are going to be playing yeah. and partaking in it. Basically, um, stuff it since it's since they have it at Gamescom. One of the things I'm hoping they're going to announce this week is the launch date for 7.3. I'm assuming that we're probably going to get that with the Blizzard the Blizzard panel thing. The Blizzard panel is tomorrow, if I remember correctly. It's at 11 a.m. Mm. Central. It's like 6 p.m. Central European Standard Time, which is early morning here, but not too yeah. early. Um, and I think that they're going to have like a bigger overview of everything that's going on. I'm not sure. I think the panel's like an hour or two. I I can't remember exactly, but it's that's it's called like the reveal ceremony or something. Yeah. Where they're going to be revealing a bunch of stuff, and I expect that we'll probably see some more trailer stuff. Um, the Overwatch animated shorts probably going to premiere at that. If we see a 7.3 trailer, I think we're going to see a 7.3 trailer. I think it's very likely that we're going to see a 7.3 trailer because we saw little clips of bits and pieces from um, kind of the lead up into 7.3 in the whole preview video where they were talking about how 7.3 was going to be playable and all of that. 
Um, yeah. I feel like I feel like they've got to give us a trailer and, or at least a release date. Um, and I feel like that release date is going to be sooner than you would think. Would I'm hope really so, hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping next week. If yeah. not next week, I can't see it being any later than the following week. I'm I'm thinking next week. Honestly, I'm I'm thinking next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, so am I. But I mean, I could be wrong. But the timing seems to be lining up just oh so conveniently for something really cool. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. At this point, you should probably do some emails. So oh, if wait, you have an email, one more thing. Oh. One more thing. Okay. One more thing. The War Song Scramble Brawl is up this week. Mitch mentioned this, and it's actually it is worth mentioning in the show. The War Song Scramble PvP Brawl is out this week, and if you're looking to get War Song reputation um, from the particular from the factions associated with that battleground, go do this event. Seriously, you guys, you will yeah. get exalted in no I- time at all. I know we've mentioned this a couple times on the show. That's because it is that good of an option for it's reputation so good. and achievement hunters. If you're into that too, but like, it, just 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 do it. It's so good for rep. Even if you don't like PvP, if you want the rep, this is this is the time to get it. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to take you ten years. Yeah. So go check it out. And now, Rossi, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's but fine. Go ahead. That's fine. Uh, if, yeah, and if you have an, an email for the show, send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line blizzardwatch or podcast in the email so we know it's for the show. And uh, if you can, try and keep them short. Like a tweet is perfect. Like, you know, 140 characters, that's that's lemo juice. But uh, if you can't, you know, just try and keep them to the point where they can be read quickly because we have to read them out here on the air. And the faster they are to read, the faster we can get through them and get to more emails because we'd like to answer as many questions as possible. Uh, Anne reads them for us. So right now we'll move on to Anne. Okay, we've got one leftover from last week that I wanted to get to first here, and this one's from Concerta on Ravencrest, who says, Hello, guys. Love the show. My question is, do you think some kind of AFK kick feature is needed for the World Quest group finder? Recently, especially the last couple of weeks, I've noticed well-geared people just motionless on flying mounts above the area the whole time. This is especially bad on the PvP tower quests, where they'll park on top of the tower, making people think they're doing something inside of it by where their dot is on the minimap. There's nothing currently that can be done except leave and find a different group, especially if the AFKer is the party lead. I know it's a convenience issue anyway, since almost all world quests can be done solo, but it grinds my gears when people get a free ride on my free time. But what's your opinions thanks concerta i don't use the group finder for world quests like ever so i I, I use it for the world bosses yeah that's it as far as world bosses though i if the world boss dies i i don't really care i don't appreciate people that kind of like it oh no i I hate it feels like they're just kind of like exploiting the feature instead of actually helping out or anything they're just there to leech and sit there and be lazy until the quest gets done and i don't i don't know i I, people I, hate that that. That. I just i don't really know what a good way to enforce that would be yeah See, I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest i don't get why you're doing it at all if you just if why you're that geared why are you even there <laughs> yeah. it's the it's like, people like do this it's like you, you float there and someone else does the quest for you so what why bother if you don't want to do the world quest don't do it i mean you get to a certain point where the rewards are negligible like you know what i mean like i i don't understand the abuse of the system in the first place unless it's like somebody grinding those pvp marks to buy transmog gear and if you're doing that come on tower quests aren't hard i don't feel like we should have to put in a kick feature i feel like this is something people should just not do but i, mean, I don't know maybe but people are doing I, it is the thing people yeah, are I guess, actually yeah. doing it and it's and it's kind of annoying 
I don't usually queue up for the World Quest Group Finder unless it's like an elite quest. Like you're killing a boss or something. Or um, with the PvP towers, I didn't usually queue up during the PvP tower stuff. I'd go solo it because I, I do these things on my rogue. And half the time, if I get into trouble on my rogue, I could just vanish and get out of there. I have several yep. options to get out of sticky situations if they happen. Not everybody's got that luxury. If I do these quests on characters that don't have that option, like on my druid or my shaman, then yeah, it gets to be kind of painful and kind of annoying, especially when people aren't quote unquote pulling their weight. I'm not sure what can be done about it, though. I'm not sure if a kick feature will really do anything about that. Um, you could do, like, a deserter buff kind of thing. Or, like, you know how in Heroes they have, like, they group, quote-unquote, levers with other levers? Like, they could do something where if you're reported enough times and just have a specific, like, non-participation, non-world quest participation uh, report option, you know, how they have spamming, naming, and stuff like that. And if you get reported enough for it, you know, get some sort of deserter buff. And obviously Something. the system because could be frankly, abused. But... Quite frankly, if you're out there doing this stuff and you don't have time to do it or you just don't feel like doing anything, or don't be lazy. Just don't be lazy. That's You're playing a game. If you're playing a game, shouldn't you actually be playing the game instead of just sitting there midair while everybody else plays the game for you? That defeats the purpose of the game and it makes you look like a jerk. Because you are being a jerk. <laughs> Shame on you, jerks. So if you don't have time to go do the world quests, don't do them until you have time to dedicate to actually doing them. You know? Like, if you're going to go do a quest, go do the quest. Period. That's the only thing that I have an issue with with the group finder, the world quest group finder, is that people will use that and they'll take advantage of that. And I, and I hate it when people take advantage of that. Because it's like... The whole reason you go on there is because you're looking for help to get something done. You're not look. You're not on there looking for somebody to do the quest for. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Um, Concerta, I don't know if an AFK kick feature is really the solution here. I don't know what the solution is, but it's one of those things that I hope that Blizzard looks at, particularly if they take the world quest system further into the future beyond this expansion. And I hope that they do, because honestly, I like the world quest thing. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, no, it's been really nice, especially since they added the like easily clickable thing next to all of the elite ones. It's just like, oh, it pops up, click the button, here's a bunch of groups. Yeah. Which is great, and I, and I like that. And I like the fact that it's sort of this perpetually propagating system that happens when you hit max level. There's always something to do at max level, and it's not sit in a garrison. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> go out there in the world and get things done. Even if the rewards aren't particularly applicable, I mean, the whole reason that I'm doing, let's face it, the whole reason that I'm doing World Quest right now is specifically to grind out reputation, because I want the mounts. That's it. That's the I only just got reason I got cash during during the podcast, and it did not have anything. Again, I, I have I have everything except that stupid unicorn, which is the only reason why I was doing this to begin with. I don't have any of them. I'm so angry, sad. Yeah, so I keep grinding Dreamweaver's rep and hoping that eventually it will pop up if I'm lucky someday. It's like the game knows which one I want, so it's going to make sure that that's the one I never get. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the shoulders. Oh, I got those. Did you really? Yeah. What? The me shoulders. Oh, you yeah? You did? Yeah. Wait, 
you got your shoulders off of Ordos? Yeah. <gasps> when? Why did you tweet about it? Two weeks ago. Oh my gosh. Why didn't you say anything? Because they dropped from my paladin. Oh, well. You can still use them, can't you? Oh, like yeah. Because transmog? I, to- I totally can. Now you have them in transmog, but cool. I'm yep. glad you have them. Yay. Yeah. Oh, Finally. was I supposed to tell people about that? Yes. Yes. We oh, were waiting okay. for Me you to especially. get them. We've been waiting. I kind of wanted not to tell people. I wanted to not tell people because I wanted to see how long Mitch would keep trying to farm them out of spite. <laughs> but, no, I, I got those uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations. All right. Well, that Is there ra- something else here after that I could farm? No, you know. nothing. There's nothing <laughs> left. I've got, I've got the mount from, uh, from Alduar. I've got the mount from the Lich King. I've... I've, I don't care about any other mounts. The only one I'm even halfway thinking about going for is the Ashes of Alar, and I'd never use it. It's too pretty. I already have that one anyway. Okay, so, well, yeah. now that the conversation's been entirely derailed, we should get to the next email. Thank you for your email, Concerta. Uh Next email is from Darkbite, who's an unholy death knight on Area 52, who says, Dear Blizz Watchers, I was watching the new Kalthazad release animated short they released earlier at Gamescom today, yesterday, and do any of you wish... Also wish for an animated Netflix non-canon show in the Heroes of the Storm universe. Stitches being the bumbling but good-hearted minion of the evil side. Diva geeking out at all the StarCraft characters she played. The Lost Vikings and Chen getting into drunken adventures together. Or am I just being crazy thinking that's a good idea? Thanks, Dark Bite. I don't know about a series, but have you guys ever seen like The Matrix or Halo Legends or whatever? Yeah. I could see like a short that did that. Like, in a series of Blizzard shorts. Like, I think Blizzard should totally do, like, a Blizzard Legends thing, and you could have, like, a, like something like that in it. I, I don't know I if I want to watch the I think the tricky part with the series is that, like, there are so many different skins and options in Heroes of the Storm that they are different universes. So, like, you couldn't really have a series that follows a, a story because what well, happens yeah, the whole when point you have... Was, the whole point yeah. would, ha- would have to be, like, the old Captain N cartoon. Remember when you were a kid? Well, you when you remember when you didn't exist yet, and Captain N was on TV. When they it, had like, it, Mario and you know all these characters from different games, and they would totally hang out and act like, yeah, Link totally knows Mario. He does. How? I don't know. They look Samus yeah. Arons there. I mean, I, I could would see them doing like like, uh, like each episode is its its own thing, not related to anything else. Yeah, and they just bring. I'm all just the thinking of all of those cheesy '80s cartoons where they were like. Um... They weren't episodic, like one episode didn't necessarily relate to the next, but they were just like super yeah. cheesy. Like you get the G.I. Joe or whatever, where there's the moral at the end of the episode or like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of other other ones that I caught in reruns Scooby, or whatever. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo and the Scooby Gang, like where they had the crazy guest star every week or like. <laughs> this week, Sonny and Cher. Um, the Globetrotters, because um, why not? Mr. T and Friends. Like what, Mr. No, T and friends. Show, there yeah. was one that was like oh it was Mr. T, and he had a dog, and the dog had a mohawk, and he was there oh. with these kids. It had nothing to do with the A team. <laughs> like what's the Because he was actually playing himself. It wasn't like a he character. He was playing himself. Yeah, it was uh, just Mr. T. <laughs> it was just and and he was like running around with these kids and teaching them valuable lessons about life. It was the dumbest thing. I think thing. they were gymnasts. They were the kids were gymnasts, and were he was they taking gymnasts? them. Yeah, there was actually a plot to this. I just, I, I have like 
faint, faint memories of seeing like one or two episodes. So we want Netflix to team up with Blizzard for a super dumb and cheesy Heroes of the Storm show. Is yeah, that why we not? Fall on this? Why not? I mean, if you're going to go, okay, Heroes of the Storm, the big thing about Heroes of the Storm is it takes things wildly out of context and puts them way over the top. I mean, you're never going to see a Dreadlord Jaina in game, but you're going to see her over in Heroes of the Storm. It's the same thing with like the little Murloc dude. The little Murloc dude, you're probably not going to see him in game, but do you see him in Heroes of the Storm? Yes. There's all kinds of wacky Mur- sidekicks. Murky is in WoW. Okay, well, regardless, they yeah, added he is. Him, they added him in, in Legion, and yeah. Yeah, I know. I have kit. the achievement for doing his stuff, but he's got all of the weird skins and things, right? And none of yeah. those weird skins Space actually... Yeah, they don't ex- actually exist in game. And then you've got, like, even... Um, oh my gosh, what's the name of the fa- fairy dragon? Brightwing. 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 Okay, so Brightwing was also added into WoW with Legion. Um, she's in like the Druid class hall, but Brightwing in Heroes of the Storm is such a weird character that it would be like put her and Probius in some kind of adventure thing, and at the end of it, they learn that they should really stay in school and drink their oh, milk God, every and, day. And or Pro- whatever. Probius, Probius would be that character who always speaks and beeps, and everyone's like, "What's that? Oh yeah, I did think that," and like translate no, everything. The, the best you part know. of it's going to be when at the end of the show. Probius turns to the camera and just starts beeping at it for like a minute straight. <laughs> and then and everybody like, starts laughing. And there's like, everybody starts laughing. There's like a collective fit of everybody going, oh, that's a good one, Probius. You don't even know what he said. And and then it has like the little rainbow. I mean, I could totally see this happening. They need to do this. <laughs> I don't know if Blizzard would, but I would watch it. I would so watch it. I, was it last week that we were talking about those Hostess comic books? Yeah, Hostess comic books. Yeah. yeah, the Hostess, the hostess you know, comic books. Okay, so like an animated version of these Hostess comic books. <laughs> let's just let's just see it happen. I mean, I I kind of got that impression. Like I said, the the whole Kelthazad animated thing. I was like, wow, that feels very like old school MTV liquid television, whatever. We'll just dial it a step back from that. Let's just go full out eighties, early nineties. Saturday morning cartoons that you don't see anymore. <laughs> Let's just do it. Do it. Put it on Netflix. It'd be great. We're reviving the Saturday morning cartoon on the streaming service. Glacier Wolf in the chat channel says Taron Gregory would have to direct that show. Yes, he would. And I think that he'd oh, do yeah. an amazing job with it. Oh, so he, he would. It should he happen. It should just happen. <laughs> I don't know. Mitch, what do you think? I I, I think it was a hilarious idea. Um at the same time, I think it would be cool if they actually did take it a serious route. But again, I don't know how they would do that. Like, because like you said, it was kind of like Castlevania uh, with the Kelth Zod short, and seeing them in cartoon form, but also you know taken seriously, was kind of cool. And like, I like that stuff. So I could see it being either either one. I, I would be okay with either. Um, the Saturday morning cartoon thing. I think they could actually do that more as like their promo material. Because they've done silly things like that before with tracers, like is that a fish, whatever. Like they could do that for promos for new heroes, or just just because they want to, you know, put stuff out every now and then as a joke, and then have an actual series series on Netflix. But I don't think they'll do a Netflix series. But you know, again, I would watch it, whatever it was. Okay. Anything else to add, Rossi? No, like I said, I I think they should do like a full on Blizzard TV channel. So a TV channel? Yeah, I mean, not an actual channel as such. But like a huge, like a whole slate of stuff, you could easily do an Overwatch series out of the shorts. 
Ugh. You could easily do like a World of Warcraft anime. I you really want to see. Do... I want to see an Overwatch animated series. And I know we're talking Heroes of the Storm. Heroes of the Storm, I think, could capture that whole cheese element really easily. Overwatch, I'd want to see something more serious. <laughs> Soldier seventy six. What did we learn today, kids? <laughs> we can all be heroes now. <laughs> I mean, for that matter, I'd love to watch like a. You know, since we talked about Castlevania, Diablo-style cartoon, like oh. the Wrath. Remember the Wrath short from, like, yes. forever ago? Yes. Something like that. That you was know, so Blizzard, good. Make cartoons. Do it. Yeah. Make cartoons, Blizzard. So, yeah, I think we pretty much covered it. I think that that would be great. Thank you for the question, Dark Bite. Next email comes from Johnny B., who's a night elf hunter from Frostbane, who says, Hello. So... I've always wanted a night elf themed tattoo. I've been looking, but I can't find the art for the door in Vault of the Wardens with the rotating horns on the owl. If you guys could point me in the right direction, it would be greatly appreciated in finding my first piece. Also, if you were to get some Warcraft themed ink, what would you get? Many thanks, Johnny B. I think the door you're talking about is called the Tomb of the Penitent. Um, I found a picture of it online and, and shared it in the work thing, but obviously, you know, I'm talking right now. I can't just say a URL and have you click on my voice. So you're just going to have to look up tomb of the penitent. Uh, are you, I mean, you guys think that that's what he's talking about? Cause it looks to it, like it, it looks, to me. It looks like it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's basically. The one, can, yeah. It's also the owl probably... face and then the owl, like the horns on the owl look like glaives, but they've got runes on them. They look really cool. Yeah. I can also and... tweet it out too. If, you know, is yeah, that the it... first thing that came up when you Googled that though? I don't remember. I just remember okay. finding it you now. Well, I'll tweet it just in case. It's really pretty. Okay, yeah, so it's... tattoos. If you guys could get Warcraft ink, what would you get? Nah, not doing it. I design all my own tattoos. I have four. I'm not going to get any more of them because I'm old now. Uh, but, yeah, I have the tattoos I want. But, all right, let's fantasize. Uh, I guess I would probably get something like Ash Condi. I mean, come on. It would probably be like got two Ash Condis crossed on my back to look like I have two of them on my back or something. I don't know. I love cool. Ash Condi. I love... You know, I love a lot of old stuff from vanilla that, you know, yeah. I know I know I shouldn't like there's been better looking models since, but I'm never going to not love like, you know, tier two warrior, even though it's utterly ridiculous. I mean, it's it's crazy ridiculous, Only but I love it. Torin. <laughs> no. Oh, yes. Yes. It's a joke. Um, there's just tons of stuff like that. Like, I think it would be Ash Condi just because it to me, it symbolizes classic. Wow. And to me. I've I've had more fun in different expansions, but Classic WoW was really when I got hooked, and it's when I really went from somebody who didn't play MMOs at all to somebody who could work at a site talking about them. So yeah, it's I would it would be Ashkandi, some some variation of. My first thought was uh, like just kind of something ar- around the Agaman Mills uh, because Brill is Brill and Turrisfall in general like. That's that's the first area I really spent in the game, and I just I love the view of like the old rotting windmills and that whole scene, like just overlooking the water. Kind of you're up on top of this hill with a bunch of just decrepit, rundown buildings. Um, so something involving the Agaman Mills was the first thing to jump to mind. I think I would like I'd like to have some sort of architecture tattoo based on those if I got a WoW Warcraft tattoo. I think. See, originally I said, oh, I just get a horde symbol because I like the way that looks i have it on my car i have a decal in my car that's like the horde symbol oh yeah yeah, yeah version um i like i particularly like the version that they did in missa pandaria like the stylized version of it i like that one um but the more i think about it the more i think i would do like a stylized arkandor 
Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, because I really, I, I love the I, lines I see, on that thing. <laughs> I, I can see that being one of those tattoos where people, like, they just, you know, started, like, at the lower spine and then, like, the branches go up to their shoulder blades. Like, right. I can totally see people doing that. Right, and I think it would be really pretty. I like the way that tree looks, and I think that it would make a really nice tattoo. But that's just me. Yeah. Someone in chat mentions uh, Ralanos says maybe a mock-up of the Scepter of Shifting Sands. Keep it low-key. I think that'd be a cool one. That would be cool. Or the Scythe of a Loon. I really like the way the Scythe of a Loon Ooh, looks. Yeah. Um, uh, particularly the Legion version that's just like, it's got all the lines and things on it. I don't know. It's There's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that was introduced in Legion, both weapons and just like architecture and things like that, where I love the lines that they put into it. It just, I yeah. don't know, it flows and it looks really pretty. And I'm like, okay, I could see that making a really decent piece of ink, but um, that's me. And I know not a lot of people, like there are people who are like, why would you ever do that to your body? Da, 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 da. Okay, well, I know as far as Rossi is concerned, he said he designs his own. Mine, I design my own. I have two. One of them needs to be covered because the tattoo artist that did it was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have and the any other tattoos. one needs to be touched up because I've had it for quite a while and it's kind of a little bit faded, but it's just a dragon sitting on a crescent moon um, that I did when I was like in high school. So huh. I, I did it in high school. I did not get the tattoo until I was in college and old enough to get a tattoo just for people who are wondering. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be of a certain age. I, was, <laughs> I got my first tattoo when I was actually still living at home with my mom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What did your parents uh, say about it? Well, my mom and dad split by that point, so it was oh. just my mom. My mom never saw it. Like, really? I actually managed to successfully hide this tattoo from her for the entirety of, you know, that wow. time. Wow. Yeah, I, I knew she was not going to react well. <laughs> I was I was shooting for 18, so that, you know, it would be too late. But, yeah, the guy who gave me that tattoo should not have. Like, straight up, I wasn't legal. Oh. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the I was, person like, that I went to when I got my first one, they were very clear to check my ID. Like, they they had... I mean, they were on the up yeah. and up. You don't, you don't, this was not, he should not have given me the tattoo. But the <laughs> second, I, I actually got rid of that tattoo. It's, I've covered it with a different one. I have a, an axe on my shoulder now that covers it because it was, it was pretty bad. As you'd expect from a tattoo from somebody who would give a tattoo to somebody who was like 16 years old. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but the second tattoo I got actually was very good. And the guy who did it was, was fun because... A, I, I feel like he would have been down with the Warcraft thing because at the time people were like coming in with stuff from like, you know, Frazetta paintings and so forth. And he was he was working on how to do them. But secondly, uh, his store was called Wheels and it was up in Winsocket and Winsocket's in Rhode Island, in case you guys are wondering what the heck I'm talking about. Uh, the reason he called the store Wheels was because he was in a wheelchair oh. and he couldn't. Like a lot of tattoo guns have a pedal that the tattoo artist presses down on yeah. to engage it. He couldn't do that, so he had you hold it and you press it down in your hands. Whoa! So it was interactive in a way, like you were Weird. there. As part of... Yeah, <laughs> I, I would be so nervous doing that. I liked it. I actually felt like, yeah, I'm part of this. I'm actually like, you know, taking part. You're of not it just and... sitting there like a slab of meat or whatever. You're actually yeah. part of it. You're making yeah, it happen. I think I'd have to watch someone do it first so I got the idea, and then I would be comfortable but he doing was, it myself. He was really good. If you're still there, dude, I mean, it's been 20-something years, but if you're still there, you know, I still have that tat, and you did a good job. Um, but, yeah, I, I honestly, I know some people don't like tattoos, and that's cool. If you don't like them, fine. But I totally get why somebody would want to get a tattoo based on the, their hobbies like this because it really does become part of your life. Like, I've been playing World of Warcraft since it came out. 
Um, if I had a kid when World of Warcraft came out, he'd be 14. You know, it's yeah, it's a big deal. It's a chunk of your life. So yeah, I, I think it's cool. Literally half of my life. Way to make us all feel real old, Mitch. Yeah, I'm gonna go to my crypt. <laughs> done with the show. And, nice, you know, nice job, Mitch. Seal myself in. <sighs> Gotta do it every now and then, man. Okay, thank you for the question, Johnny B. Next email is from I don't know. Oh, Methus. Met Met Methus. Methus from Methus from. Airy PQS, who says, hello, watchers. So what do you think the reaction of the average citizen of Azeroth is to the appearance of a giant fell-infused planet in the sky? Are they freaking out? Or, after ten-plus years, the world almost ending every two years, are the common folk unimpressed by impending annihilation? I gotta think there's at least some what the effery going on, because, you know... I mean, we couldn't even handle an eclipse, which is an easily predictable event that we all knew was coming. <laughs> I, I got to feel like even with them being somewhat jaded, there's got to be some, well, that you don't see every day, huh? Is that what you th- I think it is? Um, Yeah, it seems to be a primordial planet of fell corrupted demonic entities. Yeah, it sure does. I, I think I think maybe people would freak out and then assume that someone was like, ah, Illidan did that. They'd be like, oh, that guy. Okay, I get it now. Have you guys I, wandered around Dalaran lately? <laughs> With the Doomsayers? It's interesting, because when you wander around Dalaran right now, the random NPCs, they'll say things. Like when you walk into a building, they go, oh, hey, how's it going? Hey, have you heard anything about what's going on? Is there is there anything you could fill us in on? Or if you walk by Amy, the the one with all the pastries and stuff, she'll, she'll say something about... about um, hey, you should come buy some food. It'll make you feel better or something like that. And if you go into the bank, there are Kieran tour guards in there who are like, please keep things orderly. We're here for your protection. Da, 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 da. Don't panic. Yeah, it's, like, it's really cool. That yeah. It, it's not just the doomsayers. It's like people are actually like, oh, yeah, this is no, happening. They, they, they talk to you. Like they, they notice that something's going on and maybe they're not 100% sure what that thing is. And they're asking you for more information or reassurance or whatever. Um, could, could I, I have a totally delicious pastry I will give you right now if you tell me what that is up there, please? Yeah. Please. Um, it's it's so- just... Go ahead. Sorry, someone someone in chat mentioned uh, average citizen hasn't killed kill Jaden though, right? Um, I don't. I, it's it's there for everybody now. Like the reason it is in the sky for everybody is because once LFR killed Jaden came out, that was when Blizzard they were was like, like okay. All right, at this point in the story, this this is canon. Like the people who killed him Boom. early got a, is, a preview of things to come. But it has happened this is, officially yeah. for everyone now. Yeah. Um. Someone killed Kill Jaden. The average citizen might not have, but someone did officially in lore, and the average citizen now sees the fallout from that. And I'm, I'm very, I don't know. I just, I, okay. One of the things that I always loved back in Wrath of the Lich King, and I wish we saw more of it. And I loved it in um, Burning Crusade too, but particularly in Wrath. In Wrath, as you gained reputation with the different factions, they would start responding to you when you walked by. Like, even if they didn't talk to you directly, they'd say stuff like, oh, there goes so-and-so. They're a champion, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the, it was like all of a sudden people were starting to notice and acknowledge your existence. And it sort of it validated the game world in a way that hadn't really existed before. Because, I mean, back in vanilla, you did all kinds of stuff. You go to Blackwing Lair, kill things. It, if you took the head in and you turned in the head, they'd do like this big speech and they'd give like a zone-wide buff to people. And that was cool, but beyond that, you were nobody. 
Yeah, vanilla was a lot like, you know, imagine, and I'm just hypothetically, imagine someone asks you to prove your valor to them and then just keeps doing that without acknowledging the previous time. It felt a lot like that. Like Odin, constantly. What? Oh, oh, right. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> now that you mention it, Anne, I guess that is a thing. Let's, let's give Odin credit. He does like you an awful lot. You are his favorite battle pet. Yeah. Well, no, if you're a warrior. If he, you're a has, warrior. he has right-clicked you and put the star next to your name so you appear at the top of the list if you're a yeah, warrior. He's actually killed me. <laughs> he has killed me because I talked to him about Thorim. Yeah, you're not on his favorites list. He probably <laughs> has you filtered out so you don't even display right now. <laughs> yeah. He likes why me. Isn't, why isn't Odin responding Un- to me? Oh, unfortunately, he yeah, unfortunately, though, when Odin likes you, that means he just makes you fight more things because that's what it was. And uh, now another challenger. What are you? Do? Oh, my. Uh, and now uh, here you can ride this. It's trying to bite me. The thing you gave me to ride me is trying to bite me. I'm going to have to punch it now. Fine, in the punch face. It, you whack. So, yeah, I punching think, uh, you know, going back to the question there, you can get believe, a pretty yeah. good preview of how people feel about what's going on just by walking around Dalaran and looking at what the NPCs are saying. Around the rest of the world, I imagine that, you know, it's pretty mixed. There's probably people that are panicking out there in the streets going, oh, my God, what is that thing? What's going to happen now? And, you know, we just built the park. Is it going to go away again? <laughs> <laughs> We just got done rebuilding this dang park, and now they're going to crash a planet into it. This is great. I love Azeroth. No, um, I think, like... You know what you just did? I'm sorry, no, but you know what you just did to me in my head? What? I just imagined Azeroth and Argus just kind of slowly getting closer and closer and closer and closer and closer together. Then Sargus, his voice in the background, Now kiss! Now kiss! (laughs) (laughs) And they kiss right on the park, and that's... Yeah, exactly! <laughs> ah! There's some landscaper somewhere just standing there screaming as he's like on a spade. He's trying to shovel the other planet out of his park. No! Yeah, so. <laughs> and I imagine that for every, for every person that's super panicked and everything, I imagine, and this these are always the people that, that stick out to me and the people that I love, particularly in role play scenarios, where they look at the thing in the sky and go, again? Really? Okay. And then they go back on with their day. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like if, if I were a citizen of Azeroth and uh, this was like the bajillion thing that happened, I'd be like, oh, you know what, whatever. If it kills me, I'm, you know, it kills me. Whatever. We've gone through this before. If not, I'm just going to keep doing my, doing my th- thing, doing my stuff. I think Ignore the doomsayers. Do... It'll all there's, be okay. There's real life parallels. I don't want to get too like weighty for the show, but we've all had stuff happening in the world that's like, been, oh God, how do we get through this? And you do, just because you have to. You don't have a choice. I feel it's like that for Azeroth. They, 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 they plan it up in the sky. There's probably a few moments of, oh, God. Oh, uh, let's just stay calm. Not actually okay, dead. Okay, next. Because yeah. we know <laughs> we're going to get through this. And when we do, in another year or so, there's going to be something else. Because that's just how things happen here now. Can we move to Draenor? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, I hope that answers your question or at least addresses it, Methus. But I think that wraps us up for emails. 
um, because we're running out low on time here. Blizzard Watch. It's made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Anne. This has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. If you have an email for the podcast, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with either podcast or Blizzard Watch in the subject line so we know it's for the show. Thank you guys very much for listening. We will all be here next week. <laughs>